0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to com. I am Casey, and I am here with special guest Veda Scott for a very special interview. Thank you so much, Veda. Hi. Hi. So um, I guess we'll start in the beginning. Um, The first time I ever noticed you was at a shimmer show, and you were doing ring crew work, and then I found out that you were in law school and training to become a wrestler what made you want to become a wrestler and while you're going to law school
1: (laughs) oh gosh okay let me see if I can like explain this in a way that doesn't make me sound (laughs) crazier than I actually am uh so um I've been a wrestling fan my entire life like I don't remember Life without pro wrestling in it somehow. Um, I have a I have a brother, and my brother and I were just huge professional wrestling fans our whole lives, all the time. So there's always wrestling around. It was always something I was interested in. And then as I got older, I kind of fell into independent wrestling and saw that maybe there were like other avenues for wrestling besides just what I saw on television. I just became a bigger and bigger wrestling fan, but I didn't get involved in it until um, a bit later. I kept kind of like pushing myself into other things. Um, I worked in television for a long time. Uh, not a long time. Well, I, like, between college and internships and things, I worked in television, and I thought that maybe I would get into um, the production end of produ- professional wrestling. Uh, and then, uh, somewhere in there, I started law school. I um, continued to be a wrestling fan, continued to be around wrestling, and uh, there was this some little thing in me telling me that, like, you have to try this. You have to at least make an attempt or you're going to be mad at yourself for your entire life. Because I was doing all these other things and I'd never pursued pro wrestling in a serious way at all. Um, So I signed up for wrestling school. Um, I mean, because I'm a dork, I did a lot of research and then I signed up for pro wrestling school. Um, But I was already in law school and I told myself that I couldn't quit law school but also I was going to have at least one pro wrestling match however long that took um so anyway that's a really long and circuitous story but that's that's what happened that's so crazy. I did both for a while
0: that's crazy I feel like that's so much
1: on someone's plate <laughs> I always say that like if I if i there's people who can't um Read in a car Like read in a vehicle Read in a bus Read uh-huh. on, a, on a flying truck If I wasn't someone That could like Not get motion sickness While reading This sounds so stupid But I probably would have Failed law school <laughs> Or had to quit Or had to quit For wrestling Because uh-huh. I was traveling so much Um, yeah. So I had to do All my work A lot of my work On the road
0: Right yeah That's intense But um You signed up for wrestling school And you were trained by Daisy Hayes And Delirious I yeah. mean Daisy Hayes is amazing That's That'd be amazing to learn under her how was it training under her
1: um well so i was in that in the philadelphia area and i always say to people when they're looking to get into pro wrestling it's, it's the same as you know when you research a, a college to go to you need to find out what works for you geographically relocate if you need to be you need to figure out what's going to be the best fit for you um at the time for me because i was in law school i was in a semi-restricted to geographic area, but not really restricted because there's so many great wrestling schools in that area. Uh, I ended up going with Ring of Honor, but there were other options. And one of the big reasons was because of Daisy. And, uh, man, you're right. She's, she's incredible. Um, she, was, she was just so great to learn from. She had accomplished so many things. Um, and just, just watching her work and being able to, like, accompany her to shows even um, was, was so helpful to me.
0: Right, yeah. And um was that considered the Shimmer Academy training under Daisy or the ROH Dojo? Um
1: you know, now that you mentioned this, I had completely forgotten about this. Um I think that at the time Shimmer when I started training may have still had um a tie in with ROH. Um mm-hmm. I don't I don't think it did by the time I started wrestling, but you're right. I think there was some kind of um like, working relationship there uh, when I started training. I had completely forgotten about that. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, so then the first time I actually heard of you wrestling was in AIW's Girls' Night Out. Yeah. You faced Cherry Bomb, and um, I just remember the drop kick into the turnbuckle. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That just, like, sticks out
1: as a huge memory. Um, Do you remember... Um, or- <laughs> I actually don't remember most of the match. Um, I've watched it back, so I have like weird, like misplaced memories. It's almost like not not to make light of brain trauma, but it's like if you watch a video of yourself as a kid and it implants as a memory but like you don't actually remember it, like your first Christmas or something. Like you remember that. But you remember watching it. Um that's that's what it feels like. Um but it was a really great opportunity for me and it led to me working a lot more with AIW and of course Cherry Bomb. Man, she's so great. Uh, like I don't want to go into a whole rest of this interview about how much I love, well, Allie now. Uh, but the one thing that stuck out for me a lot with that particular match is that it was, it was pretty early in my career for me and she was the first person who had really, uh, wanted to, to kind of like, not just be like all right kid here's what you do um not not necessarily. The first, not that I had that experience but she was the first person who was like really open to just kind of she made me feel like maybe I was not that I knew what I was doing cuz I didn't but like on the way and she just was so supportive and positive because that's just the person she is um and it was it was such a positive experience for me despite <laughs> despite getting drop kicked into uh, the metal post um It was such a positive experience for me that I was like, "All right, these are the women that I want to surround myself with." And she was someone who just who just showed me that, like, okay, these are the people that you need you need to listen to. These are the people that you need to keep in your life. But man, I don't again, I don't want to just like talk for hours about how much (laughs) I love her, but she's great.
0: Uh, She sounds like a great person from everything I hear. (laughs) Uh,
1: And then shortly
0: after you did Aiw, you debuted in Shimmer. Mm You know? How how was that? I feel like Shimmer is like the place to be for wrestling. So, getting there so early in your career was that like overwhelming for you?
1: Uh, overwhelming is a perfect word for it. <laughs> like, soup just like I feel like every moment of my wrestling career, including like a match I had last week is still like <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you sure? Because uh like I just for me when when you get to do something that you love as much as I love wrestling, or like, if you're a musician and you just get to be out there like making music, to me the idea that people are willing to like watch me and pay me have fun with have fun with my friends and travel is insane. But Shimmer, to be surrounded by that level of talent and then here's me, uh, was completely completely overwhelming. Um, but I'm so glad to continue to have a relationship with them. Um, it's what led me to tagging with Shazza McKenzie. Um, which was one of the the first um, concrete teams that I ever had. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have tapings coming up again soon. And just the amount of talent that has gone in and out of Shimmer uh, is just astounding. I mean, pretty much everyone has come through Shimmer.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you are an A-man woman's wrestling, you've come to Shimmer. (laughs) Yeah. And um, also with Shimmer... I feel like that's the first place where I first heard you on commentary, and I know a lot of the fans of the site are really big fans of your commentary work. Uh, Ah. (laughs) um, Is that something that you're naturally comfortable with? Was it something that somebody approached you doing in wrestling, or how
1: did it come about you doing commentary for a few promotions? Um, I absolutely love doing commentary and the process has sort of been a surprise to me, um, as with all of like the broadcasting I've done in wrestling, it wasn't an avenue that I necessarily saw myself going in when I started training. Um, but in my my earliest role in Ring of Honor uh was not wrestling and not managing. I was the backstage interviewer. Um so I was kind of learning Um, a little bit about interviewing techniques and and how to just work on camera and speak on camera. And at the same time, I was trying to to do as many different interviews and promos as I could uh, because that had always been a favorite part of wrestling for me, and that was something that I thought that potentially I could really develop a voice for. And as part of the backstage interviewer um, role... I transitioned in Ring of Honor onto they we were having women's matches. Uh, this was when when Mischief was really the centerpiece of the women's division there. Um, and I would come on and I would sit and do commentary for the women's matches. And that was some of my first experience as a wrestling commentator. And, man, I loved it. Um, so I started to try to do commentary as much as I could, like, even if I was just on an independent show, just sliding onto commentary. And from there, it just sort of, it sort of, Started to snowball. Um, I started to do Shimmer commentary, commentary for Rise, commentary for Beyond, um, other matches for other promotions, and now there's. I'm at a point where people will bring me in to do commentary, even if they're not going to have women's matches or they um, hire me to to do their broadcasting, which is insane. That's crazy. That's not something I ever thought uh, would happen for me. But um, over time, I've just I've tried to cultivate a voice. And man, I do I do love commentary. It's it's completely different um, than wrestling, but it's the same sort of uh, storytelling. And for me, it also gives me an opportunity to really see matches from a different perspective. So I learn a lot as a wrestler by calling matches of other wrestlers.
0: All right. Yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> and um, going back to um, AAW or wrestling. Um, You wrestled Sarah Del Rey very early in your career. She um, is the trainer at the WWE Performance Center. What was it like stepping into the ring with, I mean, the queen of wrestling, basically?
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, Super intimidating, and that's not, like, that's not to say anything about her as a person because she's lovely, but as a presence and as a wrestler, I mean, she is exactly what it says on the tin. Like, she's just still just such such a presence and and an intimidating force. A force is a good word for it. Um, and again this was early in my early into my career and uh it was the only opportunity I had to wrestle her. She she left um, independent wrestling semi shortly after this. And man, uh I remember it being a really good experience and a really good learning experience, but at the same time thinking oh, I want to do this again in a year and again in another year and another year and I just want to kind of measure myself against this. I didn't have the opportunity to do that, but I'm so glad I got to be in the ring with her once.
0: Yeah, I mean, everyone that steps in the ring with her says she's incredible and they learn so much, so, yeah. And then also, early on in your career, you've done a lot early on in your career, but you also went to Japan for uh, Joshi for Hope and then later on Stardom, um... How how was it? Was it difficult wrestling
1: in Japan? The language barrier
0: um was that hard?
1: Um well that that first time was a was a really short little tour, like a mini tour. Yeah. Um so I didn't get like a completely immersive experience. It was just sort of like wow, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> uh but it was great and it made me want to go back so much more for a longer time. Um, and I didn't have the opportunity to do that again until last October, which I don't know if we were going to get to that, but I did get to go back, um, for almost a month this time, and all that made me now want is to go back for longer and longer and maybe stay forever.
0: (laughs) Stay forever, of course. And what was it like to be in the ring with Ayako Hamada and Nani Takahashi?
1: Oh, she's another just, um, force. Yeah. just intimidating presence again nothing <laughs> it's not necessarily reflective of her as a person <laughs> yeah. she's like, she's lovely but there are some people who just in the ring just mercedes martinez is another example of that who just are just wow oh, you know yeah. they they have this presence about them that is inescapable and it's not something that you can you can manufacture at all you know mm-hmm. there's just they just command this level of respect Um, and so that's, I think that's the best way to put it.
0: Yeah. I remember the first time I saw Mercedes wrestle live was that shimmer taping where she like busted open Kelly Skater's chest. Oh my goodness. That was intense.
1: (laughs) She's just someone else who, again, as a fan or as a wrestler, like you can just, it's palpable. You can just feel it.
0: Oh. Um,
1: and it's, it's not something again that you can, you can create or manufacture. It just is. Right. <laughs> right. And um in A A W A I W, AIW
0: you tag teamed with Gregory Iron as Open yeah. Change and you actually won the tag title. Um how how was that? I I feel like that's like huge and you did it early in your career. <laughs>
1: Greg and I, um Greg and I were a tag team and then we broke up and then we feuded (laughs) for a while and now we're back together. Uh but my time with Greg uh predominantly for AIW we've um it's spilled over in a couple other places, but particularly AIW um has been probably the thing that I've most been known for. Mm-hmm. I guess over my whole career, I think the most people have seen um, our clips of our matches and our promos and blood and cages and weapons and thumbtacks, <laughs> and it's been quite a ride. Um, but the one thing about it is that it has been—you know—you can you can call it an intergender feud, or you don't even necessarily need to categorize it as anything at all. Um, I think we've just together we we decided to create something that would be super memorable for us. And super memorable for our fans. And I'm I'm hoping we did that. I think we did because so many people will talk about it today. And it's something I'm really proud of. It's a time in my wrestling career I'm really, really proud of.
0: Yeah, I mean, the steel cage match at Battle of the Sexes still, like, stands out to me. That was just incredible. Um, Did you guys, like, come up with the idea
1: to do a cage match? Or was Uh, that... I think it was really just the natural progression of things. Yeah. Um, and just the way that this feud was going and building, that this was kind of how it had to go, you know, how it had to end. Um, so I don't remember the exact process behind it, but that, that feels right to me.
0: Right. And how was it, like, wrestling inside a steel cage? Was it intimidating, or...? <laughs>
1: uh-huh. That was my first cage match. Yeah. It's not not my last cage match, but that was my first one. Um, so for me, uh, I obviously was inspired by a lot of classic cage matches that I've watched. Um, I think there's just a level of violence in them that is different than just a regular weapons match or even a more hardcore match. Uh, because the idea behind the cage matches is that there's so much, there's so much hatred that you need to keep these people together, or there's, there's so much hatred that you have to keep people out. Like, you know, you're trying to keep the horsemen out and, for me, there's there's a legacy behind a cage match that I think adds a, a layer of just specialness to it. Um, so I think it was completely appropriate, and I wanted to do it justice.
0: Right, and I, I think you really did. I mean, that match was incredible. I still watch it sometimes. It's just oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, in AAW, you've had tons of matches, and another match that stands out to me is the four-way ladder match you had for the AIW Women's Title Contendership with Addie Starr, Crazy Mary Dobson, and Athena. Uh, first of all, how was it being in the ring with all of them in a ladder match? I mean, it's not just a regular match. It's a ladder match and, like... I really- want to say that
1: was my first ladder match, too. Yeah. It's definitely not been my last ladder match, but I want right. to say that was I my first was ladder first. match. I think it was your um, first. That was, uh, again, this was just a time in AIW where uh, we were pretty much just doing anything that we could um, to to stand out, and they gave us a canvas to do that on. Um, That was one of my first times in the ring with Athena, and again, certainly not the last. We went on to wrestle each other a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every time, I absolutely loved it. But I again, I don't want to go into a whole, like, let me talk for an hour about how much <laughs> I love Athena or Emperor. Moon. Uh, but I could. You get me talking about these women, I'll just go on forever. <laughs> um, but yeah, that again was just one of those experiences of, okay, this is a real thing that is really happening in my life. And... Again, it's all just wrestling. It's all because of pro wrestling. Like, I could be a lawyer in an office, or I could be dating from a ladder.
0: Right. And you chose ladder.
1: I chose ladder. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. And then, recently, you did a ladder match with Fest Wrestling. Fest <laughs> <laughs> is something else, isn't it?
1: Fest <laughs> is, Fest legitimately is one of my favorite places to wrestle um, that I've ever worked for. It's so much fun. Um, their shows are just a party. Uh, that was the Pickle in the Tree ladder match, <laughs> uh, holiday-themed. And uh, there was a seven-person ladder match. It was outdoors. There was, like, a bus involved. There was all sorts of weapons, like, massive ladders. It was great. It was messy. Um, but, yeah, for a pickle, a pickle that was hanging on a Christmas tree that was suspended above the ring. Again, this was all outside in Florida in December. <laughs>
0: sounds very Florida, right?
1: But Fest, Fest is just, Fest is great. Um, definitely seek out their, their shows. Um, I think they're on the High Spots Network now, but they also put matches up on YouTube. Super fun. They have, and they have such a mix of um, Florida talent, people not from Florida. They do women's matches. They do intergender. Um, that's where my tag partner, Jason Cade, and I got started as a team was at Fest. Um, it's just, again, it's a party. I don't know how else to put it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Fest is so awesome. I love Fest. <laughs> and then, um, also in your career, you became the first Inspire Pro Woman's Champion. Uh, how was that, being a company's first champion, them having that faith in you? How did that feel?
1: I love Inspire, and it's been a while since I was there. I think it's been like over a year. They should bring me back. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, uh, they, uh, they started a women's division, uh, is the XX division, and, and um, for me, I was, uh, embroiled in a bit of a feud with Jessica James, who is another, uh, incredible wrestler. So Jessica and I, uh, were feuding for a while, uh, I ended up winning the title, and, uh, Jessica ended up, ended up winning it back, uh, but right now, the current champion down there is Delilah Doom, and, um, man, she's great too, huh? Oh, yeah. uh, so it's definitely, I think their women's division, uh, they, they were on a brief hiatus. They're coming back now and doing more and more shows. So it's definitely worth checking out Inspire. Um, and I have a feeling that their women's division is going to really pick up, too.
0: Yeah, the Texas scene is really booming right
1: now with girls that are really good.
0: Right. Really good. And then also Texas um, Anarchy Championship Wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> um, their yearly tournament. You've been in that. Um, how is it wrestling there? I feel like that's a very different environment with fans. Uh,
1: yeah, I did. I did. Um, I did their Queen of Queens tournament um, a few years ago, and this particular one wasn't outdoors. But they do a lot of shows that happen outdoors. Um, but again, it's it's it has when I said fest is like a party, a similar kind of environment, sort of an anything goes kind of thing. A lot of the shows happen in bars or around bars. Um, that tournament, though, was the time I got to wrestle Christina Von for the first time. And that was a really memorable match for me because she's someone that I had admired for a long time as a wrestler and was, again, totally intimidated by being in the ring with her. She's <laughs> someone else who just has that presence. Uh, but from there, um, we've, we've wrestled a a few other times, and she's, she's so talented, she's so great, um, anytime I get to be on a show with her, I'm so appreciative, because she's just, she's someone just enthralling to watch.
0: Yeah, she's great, and hopefully she does great stuff now that she's with TNA. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and, um, TNA, speaking of TNA, you were in Knockouts Knockdown a few times, Yep. You got to wrestle Gail Kim. Like, that's incredible.
1: (laughs) Oh. So I've um I've done two one night only's, uh two knockouts, knockdowns, knockouts, knockdowns. (laughs) And the first one the first one, yeah, was versus Gail Kim. Um and I didn't know who I would be wrestling until very, very shortly before and when they told me, uh I just remember like feeling like my fingers went numb. (laughs) <laughs> and wondering am i having a stroke what's happening with did, did my soul just leave my body uh because holy crap it's gail kim right uh and i honestly think that, that was the, the best experience i could possibly have for my first time there because it's gail kim right. she's so good uh just being being in the ring with her, just watching her matches is a learning experience. So just imagine being in the ring with her. Um, I can't say enough good things about her. Um, and then the second time, of course, I was lucky enough to be in what I think was Rosemary's first singles match, TNA yeah. um, you know, or, or close to it. I think so that was another uh, really cool experience to have with someone that I I wrestled a lot um, in various incarnations. So that was, that was awesome for me. But, man, I've had, I've had nothing but positive experiences with Impact. Um, and I'm just so happy to see the the level of female performers they have there right now.
0: Yeah, the top-notch girls. And um, we have a Twitter question that a fan wants to know if you would sign with Impact Wrestling if given the opportunity.
1: Um, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I don't have a reason not to necessarily. <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on the details. But like I said, um, they just have such a top uh, female roster right now. There is, uh, I, I said this on another podcast I just did earlier where a question about impact came up. Uh, I just, I, I can't think of a single person on their roster for knockouts right now that I've wrestled that I wouldn't love to wrestle again or someone who, that I haven't had the opportunity to wrestle that I don't want to. Like, you just look at their whole roster, top to bottom, and it's people that you want to work with.
0: Right? They have such a talented roster of females right now,
1: and doing just creative things with their characters mm-hmm. too. It's so entertaining.
0: Yeah, I think creatively, it's the best it's been in a
1: long time. Someone I'm really, really happy to see there now um, is Alicia. Oh yeah. A- for Man, she's awesome. She's someone who I've enjoyed wrestling so much every time I've gotten to be in a ring with her. We finally got to have a singles match for beyond a while ago, which was great. Uh I see this on commentary all the time for Beyond and for WWR. She uh hits harder than pretty much any man I've ever been in the ring with. Like she is she's so tough. And uh to just see her on television and see her getting to do this with her husband is amazing.
0: Yeah, definitely well deserving and a long time coming, I feel. Yeah. Definitely. And um I guess we'll talk about WWR since we brought it up. Mm-hmm. Um I just feel like that's such like a different promotion from all the other female promotions. The way it's filmed, the commentary, the atmosphere. What is it like actually being there and wrestling in that atmosphere?
1: Great. I think it has um I don't want to call it a grittiness to it because I, I don't want to sell it short at all because it's not the production, it's top-not. Right, yeah. But the venues that they use are, some, are a lot of the famous as Beyond and a lot of those have more of like a club-type atmosphere to them and I think that really enhances their product a lot. Right. Um, also, there's a heavy emphasis, obviously, on New England wrestling mm-hmm. because any promotion is going to have talent that's local to the area. This happens to be New England and there is no other wrestling promotion for females that's... Focused on New England. So this is a women's wrestling promotion focused on New England. There's people from outside New England, of course, but this is a chance to showcase a lot of the, the top talent from up here, um, who necess- who haven't necessarily been able to branch out yet, and this is giving them a way to do that. Uh, like you look at the Sea Stars or Skyler, uh, even even Alexis. These are people who you know maybe you wouldn't be familiar with because. They're, they've been wrestling in New England, and this is featuring them. And Beyond has done the same thing for a lot of male, other uh, male and female talent in New England. Um, but then, of course, you mix in women from all over the country. Uh, I I really, really enjoy the product. Uh, I think they're doing a great thing.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. Girls like um, Davion and Mistress Belma, I wasn't too familiar with before right. WWR. and. They bring them to light, and I think it's just an awesome promotion. I love how it's filmed, and your commentary there is great.
1: (laughs) Thanks. And for the most part, they put all the matches out on YouTube, too, so that's even more promotion for people who maybe you're not super familiar with now, but you will be as soon as you start to watch the WWR matches.
0: Exactly, and it gets them new fans. It's just an awesome promotion, and I just feel like it doesn't get talked about enough. (laughs) It should be. (laughs) <laughs> right, and you just faced uh Ch- not chelsea laurel vanish Chelsea last, <laughs> at the last show <laughs> how, I mean, how was that?
1: Well, it was advertised as Chelsea Green, <laughs> okay. however, I don't know she got her flight or something uh <laughs> so I had to <laughs> wrestle Laura Van Ness, Laurel Van laurel Ness, uh in her her current incarnation. um <laughs> man, there wasn't a whole lot of wrestling. Happening, uh, <laughs> but it was it was one of the most fun matches I've had, I think ever. Yeah. Uh, she's <laughs> so hilarious to she's so hilarious to just watch, <laughs> yeah. and then you have to remember that like no, you're supposed to be fighting. Oh,
0: <laughs> uh, I love. What she's doing, her character, everything. It's so funny. It's so great. Everything she does is great. Yes, everything she does is great. And then right before WWR, you were at Nova Pro, where yes. you defeated Faye Jackson and Sis in a three-way battle, and you and a partner of your choice will be facing Faye and a partner of her choice at the next show. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, how is it wrestling for Nova and being involved in that promotion?
1: I love Nova. I know I'm saying this about every place, but, like, uh, I I try to personally, um, I, I feel like I'm really fortunate to be in a position where I can kind of pick and choose where I want to go in terms of if it's a positive environment and I feel like they're supporting the kind of wrestling that I support and they're supporting the kind of locker room environment that I support and it has the kind of fans that I want to interact with uh, in terms of just general respectfulness, um, then I'm going to go and work there. And if I don't, then I'm not. And Nova is so fun. So fun. Um, Again, they showcase a lot of talent that you uh, might not be familiar with if you're not from the Virginia, Carolina area, but they're giving them a bigger platform to perform on and then mixing in a whole lot of other people too. So Nova's become another one of my favorite places to wrestle, and I try to be there absolutely every month that I can.
0: Yeah, it's great. Um, one of our staff members, Dennis, goes there a lot, and he has nothing but positive things to say about the whole promotion. It's, it, yeah. The other
1: thing at NOVA, too, is they always they showcase uh, women's wrestling. There's often more than one women's match on a show, and the NOVA Pro fans love women's wrestling, and they don't love it as, like, a special attraction. They just love it as wrestling, oh. and that's why it's a pleasure to work there.
0: Yeah, that's the best when it's like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then, also recently, you were in a war games match. Like a what? How intense? <laughs> uh, um, how, how was that? I mean, I-,
1: I didn't do very well. I wasn't <laughs> in it for very long, but I tried my best. Um, it was uh, so. This was the the fallout and the result of of gosh, it had to have been at least a year long feud between Leva and. Chrissy Rivera and her whole faction at WSU. And I've kind of flitted in and out of that whole thing. So a lot of it I've just been able to watch when I wasn't at the actual shows. So they asked me to do the war games, and I was like, yeah, I'm all in! (laughs) I think... I don't know what I've gotten myself into. (laughs) Uh, And it was pretty crazy. I mean, there was, um... Samantha Heights diving off the top was a memorable moment. Um... The kendo stick, of course, because Sue Young was involved. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an intense match. Yeah. And I don't know that this is even over. So yeah. I'm actually legitimately excited to see what happens next.
0: Yeah. I'm, I feel like WSU has really risen back up and they've gotten more exciting again. And it's just a fun promotion to watch.
1: I agree, because all this all this stuff with Leva and Chrissy, Mm -hmm. um, that's taken up a lot of time, they have uh, Kira Hogan, I think is great as your champion, I mean, that's someone who's definitely on the rise, Um, and and now being to feature her, that brings in a whole other group of opponents and a whole bunch of other new matches, Um, there's a whole like crazy storyline with the tag belts, Mm -hmm. and then they have Mercedes as their champion, so it's, it's, think up and down the card now at WSU there's just really such a variety of matches and I'm I'm really proud to be part of the company
0: yeah it's very exciting
1: for me there was there was a period of time obviously when I couldn't do pay per view um but I I watched everything and and followed it all and to watch that that rise has been really satisfying and now to finally be able to come back into the fold is is awesome for me
0: right yeah and um I guess we'll touch a little bit about your ROH career. Um, the Women of Honor are so good. I think they're all very good. How do you feel about them only being on YouTube?
1: Um, I mean, it's a great platform uh, for visibility for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, matches do get lots and lots of views, hundreds of thousands. I think one of them has like a million-something views. Right. Uh, so I always say to people if they ask me, uh, should they get involved or not, that, like, it's going to be a lot of visibility, and then you have footage that's really well produced. Like, mm-hmm. there's no negatives to that at all. Right. Um, the fact that it's still online and not on shows, uh, I don't know. I have an opinion about that, but <laughs> again, it's it's being produced and it's being put out there and it's being distributed and lots and lots and lots of people are watching and that's a good thing for the women who are involved.
0: Right, I agree with that. And then when you were with our you got to face Candice LeRae in a match. I mean, Candice is awesome, so sharing a ring with her has got to be amazing. And um, you've had matches with solo, darling, and even Jenny Rose. Uh, I feel like Jenny doesn't wrestle much outside of Japan and ROH besides her little promotions. How is it in the ring with
1: her? I think so she she's in basic she was basically living in Japan. Yeah. for Two or three years. Um she's back now and from what I understand, she's available to be to be book places and I, I think she should be out there a lot more because she's great. Um that was the first that was somehow the first singles match we had the the one for ROH, Maybe like a... I don't know... A year ago... or Something like that... That's when it was the first singles match she'd ever had... But mostly due to the fact that she... Or... Maybe the se- second... Second or third singles match... Or like the first time... Since she'd become Jenny Rose... uh uh-huh. um, Mostly due to the fact that she's been in Japan... For most of this time... Um... But she's great... And I think she's back now... For a while... Uh... Don't quote me on that... <laughs> specifically... But... Um... I know she's... She's obviously... She's doing extensive stuff with Women of Honor... Um, it'd be awesome to see her back at WSU. Um, I think there are a lot of opportunities out there. It's just a matter of now her reestablishing herself in the country. Um, she wrestles for Rogue all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's associated with, with Lufisto. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um,
1: but, yeah, hopefully she she's out there a whole lot more now that she's available here in the States. Because yes, she's awesome.
0: She is really awesome. She's an name
1: that doesn't get enough talked about. She's so good. Yeah, I think people are sometimes surprised, because they're like, how have I never, how do I know, know her? It's like, well, she's right, he, yeah. not in, in the country. <laughs>
0: right. And um, one of our fans on Twitter wants to know if there is anything or anyone that influences your promo style.
1: Hmm. Um, let me think about this. Uh, so, I don't necessarily know that there's a person, I just watch... I watch so much wrestling and I try not to like replicate any one thing in terms of speaking because it's such a personalized thing and I would, I would hate to absorb like too much of someone's style and then become them mm-hmm. because they obviously work really hard well in developing themselves. But I think I'm um, an important thing for speaking and promos and wrestling is to not just watch wrestling. Um, I think a lot of my promo work comes from things that are other than wrestling, things that I read, uh, maybe even television shows that I watch, comedy, a lot of stand-up comedy, um, and you just sort of absorb bits and pieces of that, different kinds of cadence, different kinds of ways to deliver lines, but I couldn't really, pin, I know it's a boring answer, I can't really pinpoint any one person, but I do try to watch kind of what everyone is doing,
0: mm-hmm. which I think is
1: important for, for speaking in for wrestling in the way. They just watch everything.
0: Right, yeah, I agree. You have to be well-rounded and everything, right?
1: I mean, yeah, like I said, the worst would be to, like, watch too much of any one thing and then just sort of, like, start to mimic that and absorb that, and then you lose yourself, and you're ripping off someone who's worked really hard on becoming what they are. It's just a mess. Don't do
0: that. <laughs> right, right. And other... We got a lot of questions about you being in the May Young classic. Um, would you take a commentary job that came up with the Mae Young Classic in WWE?
1: Uh I I wouldn't say that I wouldn't <laughs> take a job of any sort. Right. <laughs> came up. Right. I mean, like I I get this I get similar questions a lot with not just with WWE but with with anywhere really. Mm-hmm. And again it all just it's it all depends on circumstances. Um I don't know. I certainly wouldn't flat out say no. <laughs> right. Do you prefer being
0: a commentary person or doing backstage interviews? Do you prefer one or the other?
1: Um, I love commentary because there's so much creativity behind it. Uh, in terms, of, especially if I'm working <laughs> with another person and you know, <laughs> rip off your other commentator, um, backstage interviewing is like a whole different animal, and I I enjoy that too. Um, I enjoy kind of starting to paint on the canvas and then having whoever you're interviewing fill in the rest and giving them uh, a venue to perform in. Uh, But man, I I have to say I probably prefer commentary. Yeah. And it's on a selfish level because it's it's (laughs) more time for me to talk.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's not necessarily a bad thing. (laughs) And um, one of our Twitter followers also wants to know if there's any plans for you to wrestle in the United Kingdom in the near future?
1: Uh, Gosh, I hope so. Um, That's honestly my biggest goal in wrestling right now. Uh, And it's not something that I've been able to do so far, but um, I want to so much. Uh, So really, as soon as anyone wants to have me, I'll be there.
0: (laughs) We'll have to message. There's there's
1: so much talent there right now.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, The scene, male and female, is just absolutely incredible. Um, also, I've never been there just on a general, like, touristy sense, and I want to <laughs> go everywhere.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, where has been your favorite place to travel for wrestling?
1: For wrestling? Um, oh no. I love everywhere. <laughs> I just, I love traveling. Um, if anyone, like, follows my Instagram or my Twitter, uh, even when I'm not wrestling, I, I travel as much as possible. Uh, it's my absolute favorite thing. Um, so where's my favorite place to go for wrestling? Um, I've been to Florida a lot lately, so I've gotten kind of like get a home, home like feel for Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no. Uh, I, well, my favorite place I've been for wrestling is Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't even know if that counts because I loved it so much that even if I wasn't wrestling, I would have loved it. <laughs> I don't know if that quite counts. That can count. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I've ever, I, I really, really liked New Orleans when I got to go there for wrestling. Oh, yeah. That was super rad. Um I've been to California a few times for wrestling. That's crazy. Uh I don't I don't know that there's any place where I've been like, oh man, this is a dump. I hate it. <laughs> because if it's a dump then it has charm.
0: Right. I get you. I, get I just
1: you. can't believe I get to go all these places and it's for dumb wrestling.
0: <laughs> but that's so cool. That's the magic of wrestling, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's just like a daily, like, how is this possible? How is this real?
0: <laughs> and um, what has been your favorite match so far in your career? Oh, no. <laughs> no. All the hard questions. <laughs> no,
1: this is a very hard question. <laughs> I don't know. I actually don't have an answer for this. And I don't mean that as a cop out because I'm about to say something and then I'll be like, oh, but what about this <laughs> and this and this? Um, I have lots of matches I really enjoyed for lots of different reasons. I don't know if I have a favorite match. I'm not really big on superlatives. I, I can never, you. like, narrow down to a number one or best anything ever.
0: I get you.
1: I also have, like, long lists of things. Like, these are my top ten non-dairy milks, and here's <laughs> why. Like, everything. About- <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't have a favorite match.
0: <laughs> Do you have a match that you'd like to have that you haven't had yet?
1: Um, my ultimate dream match that I've never had and I I apparently never will have uh, is with Serena Deeb. Uh, Um, She's, like, my ultimate dream opponent, someone that I never have to be in a ring with, someone who I just admire so much. Um, So it would be Serena Deeb. But uh, currently... Oh... There's so many. I want to wrestle everyone. (laughs) Uh, In terms of women, man, like, I would... Obviously, she's a little busy right now, but I wrestle, uh, Ruby Riot, Heidi Lovelace, absolutely any day of the week. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know that I will personally ever have the opportunity to do it again for her sake. Hopefully not. <laughs> uh, hopefully she's not free anytime soon. <laughs> but, uh, man, she's so good. So good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She's, prob- she's probably overall, she, she may be my favorite opponent. Oh.
0: She's awesome. She's so good. I'm so happy for her. Yes. Yeah, she's awesome And um, you've been doing Rise lately Um, You wrestled a three-way with Shotzi Blackheart and Angel Dust For the Phoenix of Rise title Um, How How is it being a part of Rise? I feel like it's such a unique promotion... Can you really
1: call it a promotion? <laughs> yeah. Well, they at first, I, at first, I wasn't really sure what, what um, the goal was with Rise. Was it a seminar system? And then they were like, kind of, kind of run shows. Mm-hmm. But what I've learned very quickly is that it is a full-on wrestling promotion, yeah. and that they are very, very committed to it being a wrestling promotion with established storylines and established title, established roster. Um, they have a they have a core roster now that travels from Rise show to Rise show. you'll see most of the these girls on every show. Like, it has established itself very quickly mm-hmm. yeah. as a as good up-and-coming wrestling promotion. And that's a di- in addition to the whole seminar system that they have going on, which is also great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I wrestled Shotzi and uh, Angel Dust, who are just embroiled in, I would I would guess you would call it the main, the main feud in Rise right now, over the championship. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the Rise shows are... They're a great mix of people that, like, you sh- maybe have never heard of, but you want to know more of mixed in with, with talent that you're used to seeing from, say, Shimmer.
0: hmm Yeah. It's very unique, and I think it's a good concept with the seminars and all these new faces you can see, and it's a way, you know, to possibly get to Shimmer or other promotions because before Rise, I didn't know much of Angel Dust, I only show, saw her at... um a few AIW Girls Night Out, and Shotzi we only saw on Top Up, I feel, before that. And now they're yeah. all over. I think she was, like, primarily
1: uh, out on the West Coast. Yeah. And it wasn't a distribution for her work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, for me, when they asked me to do commentary for the RISE event, that was a great opportunity for me to have to study up on all of these women um, and watch their matches and learn more about them, and that's been a great experience for me. So I couldn't be happier to be part of it.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. And then uh, recently, you were a part of the PWX match where Angel Rose dislocated her elbow. Uh, yeah. H- how does it work in a match if that happens? Um, do you just, like, work through it and finish? And
1: Well, in that case, it was, like, in honestly, know. like, the last 20 seconds of yeah. the match. Um. So, the match was, was pretty much over at that point, mm-hmm. and uh, I think I had been super kicked out of the ring, so I didn't even see it happen. Oh, wow. uh, and then it was over, and Kate was like, uh, Angel Rose hurt her arm. I was like, what? And I looked over, and she was being helped to the back, and then when I got to the back, uh, her elbow was just kind of, like, sticking out of her arm, Ugh. and she couldn't be cooler about it, because <laughs> she's the best. Um, mm-hmm. She's someone else who, like, is... To see her on Impact is awesome because she's on a bigger stage, but, like, she's about to just become the thing, I think. Um, She's so great. As soon as her arm heals up, you're going to see her everywhere because she's incredible. But, um, nope, she's just sitting back there chilling (laughs) with her elbow popped out of her arm, if you've seen pictures of it. And everyone else is running around like, oh, what do we do? Go to the hospital. Do we call the police? What do we do? (laughs) And she's like, can someone take a picture of this, please? That's funny. She was so cool about it,
0: <laughs> and you wrestled her a few times for um, Ronan.
1: For Ronan, yeah. yeah, down in Florida, yeah. she's just she's great. Um, she's she's been around for a while and she's finally getting recognized for how good she is and that's exciting I and mean, she does shine obviously with Impact she's on a much bigger stage right now um, I think she's and uh, Queen's of Combat she's mm-hmm. had some really really great matches there too um, I, I think it's only a matter of time before she's one of the top names in women's wrestling oh I
0: definitely agree she's, she's,
1: she's so good she's so good she's fearless Yeah, she can do pretty much anything and she has absolutely no fear which <laughs> that combination is like Jeff Hardy level like just okay. Maybe we want to dial it back. Oh no. Okay. Crazy. Um, right. No, she's she's so much fun to watch and so much fun to wrestle, and just such a cool person.
0: She is. She's. Great. And
1: also, her arm popped out, and she didn't care. She's just like whatever.
0: <laughs> that makes her even cooler, right? <laughs> and then um, Shimmer is coming up in a few weeks. Um, yep. Do you have anyone you want to face at the upcoming tapings?
1: Uh, see that's again like you're asking me these questions and I don't have one answer
0: ever
1: Uh, pretty much every like there's so much talent that I can't think of a person I'd be like oh no thank you um There's so much talent, and the, the awesome thing about Shimmer is because, uh, there's so much international talent that these are sometimes the only time that we get to, get to see these, these people, yeah. like, twice a year, and see some of our friends twice a year, but also the only time we get to, to wrestle some of them, like, talent from the UK, talent from Australia, talent from Japan, Um we don't, we don't get to see them any other time, let alone wrestle them. Right. So there's just, there's an unlimited amount of people. Pretty much anyone. Just throw them at me and I'll be happy.
0: <laughs> anyone. You'll take on anyone. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I guess that brings us to sort of the end of our interview. Thank you. Um, do you have any upcoming dates, um, social media, anything that you want to
1: plug? Um, my social media is at is Vita time. I'm, I'm sure when this is posted that will be tagged in it. Yeah, But, um... In terms of upcoming events, I do have, um, a Nova show coming up, uh, on June 10th, um, and that's the next thing I have going on.
0: Nice, nice. So everyone should go out to Nova Pro because it's so much fun. Our staff member, Dennis, praises it up and down, and the next show will probably be just as great, if not better than the last.
1: Yep, this is the one where it's me and a mystery partner versus Ooh. Faye whoever her mystery partner is. Ooh, I like little mystery. (laughs) (laughs) All
0: right, thank you so much for this interview.
1: Thank you for—I was gonna say thank you for having me, but thank you for skyping me. Thank you for skyping me.
0: (laughs) Thanks.